Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, January the 9th, 2024, and it is the first day of ordinary time. How depressing is that? But it's not depressing, though, because you know what? Every day the Lord loves us, and there's so much good in these gospel readings and in the regular feasts of the year. It doesn't have to be Christmas. But then again, personally, I told you I'm celebrating the old calendar where Christmas goes until the Feast of the Presentation, February 2nd. But yes, officially in the Novus Ordo calendar, today is Tuesday of the first week of Ordinary Time. And our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, For he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? a new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. So as we begin ordinary time, we are beginning the gospel of court according to St. Mark. We are in a two-year cycle when it comes to the daily readings, and this is 2024, so it's an even number year. So it's year B, and year B begins with Mark. And the Gospel of Mark continues with some very basic readings. We are in chapter 1, very close to the beginning. We've already met John the Baptist, and now Jesus is doing what he does. He teaches with authority. He rebukes and gets rid of demons. And he goes around, and he cures people. And he's drawing disciples to himself. It says they followed him. And they were astonished because he taught with authority. So he's teaching with authority and he's getting rid of demons with authority. I've given some sermons in the past on the power of authority. God shares his divine authority with us. Whether we like it or not, whether we think it's sexist or whatever or not, whether we think it's clerical or not, God gives authority to certain people. Um, there is also authority in just the word of God and in following the church's teaching. Uh, I was affirmed a little bit, uh, yesterday, uh, for having a master's degree in theology. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Sometimes people think that they are holier than the Pope or that they know more than the church because of their opinions. But the reality is sometimes, and I'm not saying I'm some great theologian or that I know all kinds of stuff or you know, that I certainly don't have a doctorate or anything like that. But, you know, we study things. We It's good to study. It's good to learn. I love to read. I love to read books. I am wrong very often. I will be the first to admit that. But I love to read theology. I love to read. I, I have a master's degree. I love to read whatever, the Bible, the catechism, St. Thomas Aquinas, um, 
sources of our faith. I, I love to read documents when they come out. Sometimes certain documents have very high authority. They're at the level of doctrine and dogma, and they're from the magisterium, the pope in union with the bishops, teaching things that have consistently been taught. And sometimes it may be it's not at the level of doctrine. It's just something that the pope might say or that a bishop might say, and and it's not some official thing, but it's maybe at a lower level of, well, and, and still, you know, the Pope has authority. Bishops have authority. It doesn't always have to be doctrinal. The Pope can say something like, well, we're going to give up meat on this Friday. Or we're de- declaring this a day of prayer and fasting for this intention. The, the Pope can command all sorts of things in authority. Um, anyway, not to get too much into that. But, you know, there's higher level. There's lower level. Um there are very often times your local priest, your local bishop may say things that are theologically wrong. That can happen. But I don't know. The authority, it's, it sometimes can be confusing. People say, well, I thought the priest has authority to preach. He does. But I guess this is the point I'm saying about popes, bishops, priests, and everybody else. Uh, our authority comes from the truth. Our authority comes from Jesus. Authority to teach. Just, you know, someone could have a master's degree and say, oh, look at me, I have a master's. People say, oh, look at me, I have a doctorate. Well, guess what? Judas was an apostle. So we, the church is guarded against heresy when it comes to infallible teachings. When it come, And doctrines and dogmas are infallible teachings. And the official, the the ordinary magisterium, the ordinary way of defining what's a doctrine, what's a dogma, is that the bishops in union with the pope consistently teach something. So if the even the pope, if he comes out out of nowhere and says, "Oh, we're going to do this now," and it's different than what the church has taught for two thousand years, and I said it wrong, we're going to do this. No, it's not about what we're going to do; it's about what we believe. If, if even the pope were to say, "We believe something." that goes against the beliefs of the church, something that directly contradicts it, uh, the Pope can be wrong. That's not an ex- an exercise of infallibility. Uh, bishops can be wrong. Priests can be wrong. Lay people can be wrong. So we take our authority from divinely revealed truths and doctrines and dogmas that have been taught consistently throughout the ages uh, things that are in the catechism are pretty safe, <laughs> pretty safe to follow that catechism to believe, you know, that what's in there is truth. What's in the Bible, of course, is truth. But then again, you know, how are we interpreting the Bible? Is it according to this century or five centuries ago? Is it in this language or that language? How are we understanding the culture and the meanings of what people were saying at the time? All these things factor in. The point is there is authority. It comes from Jesus. It comes from being faithful to Jesus. Uh, I just wanted to tell a quick little story uh, illustrating how authority works. The devil responds to authority. The devil follows. See, the devil, you know, the devil we say is a beast. Padre Pio used to say the devil is like a dog on a chain. And sometimes the Lord allows the chain to get a little longer allows the devil to get a little closer, sometimes because we're not protecting ourselves, because we're not praying, we're not going to getting to confession and using sacramentals and things like that. 
But this is how Padre Pio des- described the devil, like a beast on a chain. Sometimes the chain gets longer, but the Lord can yank that thing in whenever he wants. And the devil, although the devil is the father of lies, according to Jesus, there's lots of lies, so we should never listen to the devil. Notice what Jesus does. He silences the devil. Whenever we're aware of an evil voice, we should stop listening. We should silence it or get away from it, whatever it needs to happen there. Do not dialogue with evil. Do not listen to evil. That could apply to our temptations. It could apply to supernatural phenomena. Uh, get away from that voice. But the devil, yes, respects authority. So if a priest that's not an exorcist tries to do an exorcism, things are going to go wrong there in a big way because the priest is doing that without authority. Uh, If people not in the state of grace are trying to get rid of the devil, the devil will not leave and sometimes even does damage to that person because the person needs to be protected by grace. A person in sin shouldn't be doing deliverance ministry. Certainly shouldn't be doing any exorcisms. I mean, a priest who is an exorcist needs to get to confession quite often, as should really all popes, bishops, priests. So here's a quick little story. There's a young girl that I know, and this happened a little while back, who complained that there was something in her house that frightened her a great deal. She saw something. Um, She later told me that she had played with a Ouija board like four years before that. And the Ouija board revealed a certain something to her, this spirit that they had conjured up, she and her friends. And then when she saw something in her house, it resembled what the Ouija board had said. And then there were different things that happened to this young girl over the course of the next year after the first thing happened, where she was awakened in the middle of the night, she was shaken up, there were just all sorts of different things. One night this girl had a sleepover, and her friends also experienced some things while they were sleeping over. I said it's a really long story, and I'm trying to make it very succinct, very brief. I had said to, and, and this girl might have been experiencing somewhat of a crisis in her faith, So I'm sure that's a factor there. Um, I always go back to Monsignor Esif, who's a very famous exorcist in our country. I think he's about 90 years old right now. Very good man. He says, deliverance prayers will get rid of the evil spirits, but only confession shuts the door. So if we're not practicing our faith, we're not going to confession. We're going to have a very hard time getting rid of evil spirits. Anyway, I had said to the father of the family, you need to use your authority as the father. The devil recognizes because God recognizes it. It's in the order of nature that the father is the head of the family. Like I said, it's not meant to be sexist, but this is what the spiritual realm recognizes. We recognize the mother is the heart of the family. Sometimes the mother has to be the head of the family because there is no father. But in this case, I told the father, you have to stand up to this and you have to get rid of it. You have to command it to be gone. And at the time, he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to listen. But later, one day, he was playing video games and he could have sworn he saw something and it kept brushing past him. And finally, it it brushed past him at a certain uh, force and it ruined his video game. And he was upset. Now he's upset. The fact that it's 
plaguing his daughter wasn't upsetting enough. But it messed up his video game, so he went to the top of the steps and he commanded the spirit to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. And they never saw that spirit again. They never had that experience again. There were other things maybe that happened later, but this particular thing that kept happening all the time in that house stopped happening. It was because the father of the family commanded it to leave. So anyway, getting back to this topic of authority, Jesus shares his authority with us. That's the whole point of founding the church. It's the whole point of there being offices and a hierarchy. There is an authority. Does a priest have authority to preach the scriptures? Yes. Big time. What does that mean? Well, on the one hand, it means typically we're supposed to be obedient to our pastors, you know, especially when they're speaking of the faith. Uh, It means there is a special gift of the Holy Spirit given to the priest or a deacon or a bishop to preach from the pulpit and to preach the word, to preach it with power, to preach in a way that people's hearts will be moved. Now, if the priest is constantly in sin, okay, he loses some of that authority. Some of it's still there because he's ontologically conformed to Christ in personae Christi Capitas, in the person of Christ, the head. Once again, that authority is recognized by the spirits, good and bad. Um, so there's an authority in that, in the, in the preaching of the word. There's, like I said, there's an authority that, that comes from the spirit so that when you're listening, you are touched by these words. Yes, sometimes uh, the wrong message is preached, and then that person is, there. there's less grace given. You know, it, it has to be in union with the truth. It doesn't mean a priest can just get up and say whatever he wants. That's not what we mean when we talk about authority. It's authority united with Christ. So there is authority in the word. There's authority when we are faithful to the word. And yes, it's something that will help people. It's something that will turn people and turn hearts and conquer the evil one. And so we need to be aware of this. Parents should realize their authority in the Lord, their authority to command the devil to leave their children and to leave their home. They should constantly be using that authority to bless their children and to do everything in their power to protect their children and their children's innocence. I was reading something today about, I forget what it was, something on Facebook from a Catholic author just talking about pornography and the evil that comes into people's homes and into the minds of our children, sometimes when they're very young, uh, because there's pornography on the telephone. And kids have phones at an early age, and very often parents will say, oh, well, there was nothing I could do, as opposed to using that authority in the Lord and commanding that evil to be gone from their home in whatever manner is necessary. Get rid of the stupid phones or get a phone that doesn't have internet on it. Whatever it takes, use your authority to protect your family from the evil one. And even if the evil one is not happy about it, there's still a respect there that is given. We are not just destroyed at any given moment by the evil one. He wants to destroy us, but we are not because the Lord protects us and the Lord uses us to protect others. So enough said about this. (laughs) We ask the Lord to help us to be faithful to him, to recognize the good gifts that he's given us and that we may always use these good gifts for the help, for the sake of others, especially those placed under our care. 
just as our Lord always does with us, giving us as well Mary and Joseph to be our intercessors. And the more we claim them as our parents, the more once again that loving authority is used to love and protect us. Have a great day. God bless you.